another edition of Uncensored Life with the Saunders, and I am Nicole. And I'm your boy, Chase A60. It's just not another edition. It's the Gobble Gobble edition. We have not um, recorded since the epic number-breaking 9.1 million listeners versus has occurred. Oh, yeah. Wait, it was 9.1 million? There were 9.1 million people that tuned into Versus. It had more Damn. listens than MTV Awards. Basically, any awards show that has um, occurred in 2020, there were 1.8 million concurrent um, listeners. 2.3 were on Apple. Uh, 1.3 were on Facebook. There were... Um, 126,000, no, 126,800,000 in-string likes, a total of 7 billion impressions. This is the number one trending topic. Damn. Yeah, that, that was one for the culture. Yeah, it was. We needed that. Yeah. And uh, the Gucci, well, you know, you could tell the Gucci fans because they were about as childish as he was on stage because they were coming for um, Jeannie Mai and doing the whole comparison between, you know, Keisha Dior, who's Gucci's wife, and Jeannie Mai, who is Jeezy's fiance. But anybody that hey, knows. What the, what, the, what the wife's had to do with it? You know, they had to nitpick at something irrelevant. Like they would um, just, they were just basically saying, well, you know, at least Gucci has a black wife uh, with some of it. Then somebody was like, uh, Jeannie had to Google all of Jeezy's lyrics. But like, if you know Jeannie Mai, if you she love rappers, she loves rappers. So yeah, I doubt she had to Google she, anything. You know, she's right. She's from the Bay in California. She reps it real hard all day. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure she probably knows his lyrics better than him. Um, but, probably. but you know, they had to come for to give him something to do, something to talk about. That's how you know when a motherfucker done won, when the other side just start nitpicking that dumb shit. Right. Like, that's why I say you can tell that, you know, his fans are as childish as he is. Like, you you are, I mean, Jeezy's got the level of unbothered that Omarion has. And, like, Gucci has. He a- sure do. Because, <laughs> yo, that part when when he played that song and, and Gucci and his DJ was like, well, that was cute. He was like, show is. I was like, yeah, this nigga, y'all, y'all can't get to this nigga, yo. No, like, I mean, Gucci, like, you could tell that he was bothered through the, like, he, he used his chair as a coat rack, like, he didn't sit down for a second, and then he had to go into, you know, how much his outfit costs, and how much the jewelry is, well, you can't take all those Gucci wardrobe Mm -hmm. when you leave this earth. And True. It, it ain't gonna feed your family. See, I was can see Gucci just was confusing the fuck out of me the whole verses because he started off by he started off with the diss tracks, which to me I'm like, all right, nice little jab, you know, I get that. But then 
you know, he got to saying, well, you playing all this old shit. Let's play some new shit. But then I think he, you know, realized that, nigga, your fans don't give a fuck about your new shit. Like, we all here for the old shit. Because then what he do? Go back to the old shit. Exactly. The only thing that Gucci wins from the verses is the fact that, you know, a lot of people was like, well, why is he playing, you know, more of his songs than Jeezy is? The thing is, is that Gucci, the one great business move that he made is that he owns his masters. So he don't have to ask anybody for permission to like play the whole track. Nobody gets a cut of anything that he does. It all goes into his pocket. Hey, respect. So, but with all that being said, like his net worth versus uh, Jeezy should be a lot more than it is. So, mm. and it's not. So, I mean, but. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being biased because I'm a Jeezy fan. And it all started with Thug Motivation 101. Like, I played that album just nonstop, like, seven days a week. Just, like, that was my shit. And, but to me, I mean, to me, he won. He he came out early with the classics, which put him in the lead. And Gucci started playing his classics, which, to me, started kind of, you know, tying shit up. And, you know, Gucci might have won around here and there when he finally started playing his classics. But I just think it was just too late at that point. Like, Jeezy had, you know, a dominant lead. Like, every time Jeezy played some shit, you know, it was lit. Like, he was playing his classic classics. Yeah. And, yeah, by the time Gucci finally got his shit going, it, it was just too late yeah, to me. A lot of his, like, some of his fans even posted, like, a, a, at least a good track. 10 tracks that he could have put in the verses that he, yeah, I seen that. he did. I seen that. And you know what? Because I think I reposted it. And I reposted it with the caption saying that, you know, when, you, when, you, when your head is clouded by negativity, you lose track of the game plan. Yeah. And that's what happened. Like, his head was so clouded with wanting to say his quote-unquote piece that he, he, I think he deferred from the game plan. Cause don't get me wrong, like now, I'm not I think a Gucci. That was his original game plan because, but only because of the DJs. Because if he had well, his DJ different... failed him then. His DJ definitely failed him because Jeezy like, DJ Jeezy. was riding with him. Yes, he was on point. Like I thought he was gonna start a riot. Like yeah, I he... thought he was gonna start a fight. The shit he was, was talking. Like, Hold on. <laughs> he said, "Y'all still playing features? We ain't playing our one feature yet." Right. I was like, "All right, the DJ's gonna fight." I was worried about you know the yeah. main event, but it's gonna be hey, the D opening numbers. Hey, GZ did his homework, yo. He he sat down with a clear head. He did his homework. Him and his DJ came up with a game plan, and whatever he had to pay his DJ for that versus battle. He earned every penny and more because Jeezy DJ was on point to me. Like, he was repping Jeezy hard. Yeah. Like, he was the ultimate hype man. Like, only thing DJ. I hated was how he kept cutting the song off. That's but, what I hated. Well, because that that's the thing that goes back to Gucci having his masters. Like, that's what I was explaining to you when we were listening to mm -mm. the verses. Not that he was cutting the songs off early. Like during the song, he would how the DJs do oh, cut it in and out. Like yeah. I, that's the only thing I wished he would have stopped. 
Yeah. Okay. So I can see that. Um. But yeah, other than that, I mean, Gucci, according to his fans, because I'm not a Gucci fan, so I don't know all his music. But according to some of his fans, he he had a ton of songs he should have played that just did not get played. And like I said, that's because his head was clouded with revenge or negativity and not. Yeah, the, I can say even before he stepped into it, it was, which is probably why it wasn't set up that way to um, play the the right songs, the right combination of of tracks. Because, I mean, he has he has a good catalog. Like nobody can deny it. It's just, um, yeah, that that wasn't his night. Apparently, though, he is. Um, He's asking for some more versus smoke. Well, he hasn't called like he just right now. He's just saying he wants some some more versus smoke. He hasn't um, called out anybody in specific that I'm aware of. Um, but I guess you know he he got. Well, he didn't get the win on this one, so maybe he wants to see if if he can can get it somewhere else. And um, Jeezy has been because the the reason I think that this was so anticipated is that besides like everybody knowing the real life beef that these two have, like Jeezy extended the invite to Gucci um, and he declined it. And then like, it was like the next thing, you know, within the next few days, he, um, he decided to go ahead and do the verses. So at first he said no, but then, like a few days later, he went ahead and he he got it, I mean, change of heart, and decided to do it. And uh, Jeezy was on the Breakfast Club the following day and was like basically saying, um, "There's no denying the fact that you know there's still tension there. There's still," he said, "a man to man conversation that needs to happen." And he's open to it, but. You know, time will tell. I mean, my thing with Gucci is like this. Okay. So everyone keeps saying, because I don't know, maybe I got the story wrong or maybe everyone else is getting the story wrong. But all his fans just keep saying, well, you can't blame him for being the way he is. Jeezy sent that man to kill him. No, like didn't Jeezy send that man to to rob Take his, his chain. chain right what happened and because that's what i was saying I, I was actually having this conversation with ty the the energy that he had it, it does give off an energy that is something like it was something deeper than him come to take his chain. And it's not the energy that he's giving Jeezy, it's the energy that he's giving the situation. Because mm -hmm. like I told you before, the verses with the memes and the everything that he was talking beforehand was just like this is a bad dude and this bad dude deserves to be dead. And I did the world a favor by getting rid of him. And like for somebody to go that deep and that hard, like 
this happened 15 years ago and this man talks about it as if it happened yesterday and you buried this man is what you did like it's not like you you took his life in self-defense as you claim and then just like let the police come and figure this out you tried to hide what you did and the energy that he gave it is like man if you felt like he was a bad man and you put him where he needed to be then like this had to be deeper than the chain I mean, but I don't feel like that was necessarily something between him and Gucci. I think that's something between him and, you know, the dearly departed that he decides that he wants to uh, tell Gucci that he going to smoke. Like all of those was fighting words. So I just like I cannot. Yeah, it was at that point. At that point, I thought it was going to be. A fight, like right, I thought, the unbothered Jeezy was just gonna be done with. Cause that's 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 especially when he stopped. Especially when he stopped the song was like and started the little speech. Like I thought he was about to say some shit that was gonna set Gucci off, and it was just gonna be a rap. But yeah, uh, I mean, you my just thing, said you was finna smoke my friend. Like my thing, gonna roll him up and smoke him, and he like so. I I felt like Jeezy Jeezy did good with um. I mean, my thing with the with the whole. With, with Gucci is that I mean yeah at some point you just gotta let that shit go like the situation happened you took care of business and and that's it like real killers don't just keep speaking on the shit you know they 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 hit they mark they do what they gotta do and they keep it moving like this man came after you you handled your business as a man like you supposed to you know, the unfortunate part is you handling your business had to, you know, resulted in the man being dead. But like I said, you handled your business and that's that. And I get you being mad because Jeezy sent him. So I get that part. Yeah, I get that But part. at the I end mean. of the day, and you did, you know, lose some, some years of your life over it. But at the end of the day, did you not come out as a better man? Did you not? And, and I get that you lost time, but the time that he served wasn't in direct connection with that. Like he did serve some time for that, but the yeah, it was probably other with some other shit. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. It was like he got released from that and then went back in on yeah. some other things. So you can't blame Jeezy for the the person that you were. Like you were young. Like people do things when they're young that they wouldn't necessarily do right. today or yeah exactly know, everybody's like that yeah exactly like it's called growth exactly and you can clearly see the growth in jeezy and i couldn't see any type of growth in in gucci no. like gucci reminded me of that nigga that's still talking about shit that happened in high school yeah like nigga you still want to talk about the fucking yeah, high school years I mean, like jeezy you know he rounded up apparently five years and was just like you know it's been 20 years whereas Gucci was like nah nigga it's been 15 years 11 months 3 days 42 hours and 6 minutes like hold on it's <laughs> man Gucci letting that man live in his head rent free right come on bro you gotta let that shit go but I so Gucci hasn't said um who he wants to go back to versus with but Rick Ross wants to go back with T.I. Rick Ross wants to go back. Yeah. What you mean go back? Rick Ross has done one that I've missed? Yes. Oh, where the fuck I've been? I done missed the verses with Rick Ross? 
Huh? Yeah, you missed one. Wow. I'm late to the versus uh culture then. Rick Ross um did a and this was back uh on in August. He did one with two shame. I mean, that was a I I'm I'm pretty sure that was a good one, but I mean Rick Ross and TI just makes more sense. They both bosses. Even though Two Chains is too, he's his own boss. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Rick Ross is. Yeah. But Rick Ross and and Ti, yeah, that, that's gonna be a good one. That's that's two heavyweights, two rap heavyweights, two rap icons. So, you know, you got the King of the South, and then you got the Port of Miami. So that's gonna be a good one. I'll love to see that one. So season two, because that's what they're calling it, um, and that's what Gucci and uh, Jeezy kicked off with season two of Versus. It's supposed to be. Oh, so now it's seasons. Yeah. So this is going to be a regular thing now and then. Right. I mean, because they started it when everybody was on like lockdown just to give us something to do. And as artists, like people don't realize that, you know, artistry is a muscle that you know if you're sitting at home and you're not able to go on tour or go in the studio or do things that you know make you feel like you're human like like life is normal then you you kind of get idle and things go crazy which is why like domestic violence is up child abuse is up mental health issues are up so Swiss and Timbaland was just doing something to flex their their muscles to not only do something for the people but to to just make themselves feel good because you know during that time like a lot of us was we were suffering and so like once they did it they had other friends that was like okay that's a cool idea and then when um, people started complaining about them not being long enough and stuff like that, then they had to evolve. And now they have, you know, platform deals with um, IG, which is why they're longer than an hour. Because at first, all they could get was an hour. That was it. After an hour, it was over. Um, that's why, like, Tyler Perry hosted... Um, the Monica Brandy one. He also hosted the Patti LaBelle and um, Gladys Knight one. So, like, this, yeah, this is becoming a, a, a huge thing. Like, they've signed, like, even though the artists themselves are doing it for free and, you know, apparently, you know, Diddy got to put his hands in everything. So, he's doing a Ciroc sponsorship. Like, their contracts and moves is being made to, to make versus, like, they're talking versus tours like this. This that'll be dope. Yeah. So this is becoming a huge thing. Um. So we have. So we, if you watch, um, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, you know him as Youngberg. I think he was only on there for like a season. He was like a friend of. Ray J, who's supposed to be like an artist or whatever, but apparently he's re renamed himself. He's called Hitman. Um, he is going on one of those Jaguar rants, I guess you could call it, because.
first he leaked it out that he had saw um Whitney Houston naked in Ray J's room because they were all drinking and partying um together, which we all know that uh Ray J and Whitney have a thing. And most recently he was talking about Notori not which we now know as Tasha from Power. But if you can remember her from the beginning of her career, she was one of the members of 3LW. So he was saying that they all lived in the same building because there's a specific building in California that like all musical artists and stuff live in. And he was talking about how they had a party. They was at a party one night and he ended up sleeping with her, but he felt something weird and it felt like a mouse trap on his penis is what he said. And that's how he got exposed to what a UID feels like. So he has gone on to apologize um, for these statements and said that, you know, he didn't mean for it to come out the way that he it did, but the story is his experience. Somebody had to explain to him that you can tell a story without saying someone's name. And like everybody's waiting for Notori to say something, but it was like, what you want her to say? Um, I, I had an IUD and it apparently feels like a mousetrap. Like, what do you want her to say about this? I have no comment. It, <laughs> I really don't. I mean, she was, she was in her teens and apparently out there protecting myself so it's like what do you want her to say but the fact that you a grown man and you don't know that you can tell a story without telling somebody's name is just like my, yo niggas just be looking for attention <laughs> that's all because i don't know who the fuck this nigga is i don't know no young bird i don't know no hitman only hitman i know is from wilding out <laughs> uh so He's just another no, nigga looking for attention. It's what he calls himself. Oh, Hitmaker. Holla is, you know, on Wild and Out, but Hitmaker, because apparently he is a very sought after producer. But yeah, like like when he was on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, I was like, oh, so you're on here because you Ray J's friend? Like, I didn't. And so it's like, okay, thank you for apologizing, but I don't know why y'all waiting on her to say something. Like, what is she supposed to say after right. this? I mean, I don't know. I mean, she's a sing she was single then, she's single now, so it's like, where's the scandal, people? And he just wait, and when was this said? This was said this week. So, like, yeah, so I just feel like he's just but you know, this happened when she was in 3LW. So which doesn't even make it. sense why you bring it up now. Exactly. But this is just another case of a motherfucker being irrelevant and trying to, make him trying to keep his name out there and in people's mouth. So you bring up some shit that happened decades ago. Right. Because why? Because she's been on power she's for the last right. two years. She's and right everybody now. know her as Tasha from power instead of nori so yeah some niggas just be reaching man that, that's how i feel and speaking someone who reaches for the stars trump oh, here we go with this nigga again <laughs> so i know you know because you are 
Mr. Sports. So Houston Texans and Detroit Lions kneeled down today. Yeah, I missed um, that part. Before the game. And mm-hmm. he had he had to get his Twitter fingers and post a photo of it and say no thanks. I say no thanks to you, sir. Right. No thanks, nigga. They wasn't kneeling down for you. What the fuck? I say see, pack see, your this up. Pack, pack your shit up, nigga. Get your brown U-Haul boxes and get your ass up out of that White House so Biden and his peoples can get the fuck up in there. So so Kamala can get up in there, put some black art up. Like, get the fuck out of there, my nigga. Like, no thanks. And anybody kneeling for you, don't nobody give a fuck about you no more, nigga. You lost. You lost just like them damn Detroit Lions did. Get your ass out of here. No thanks. And this is the shit that kills me, man. Everybody got so much shit to say. Well, not not so much anymore. Only person really commenting on it now is fucking Trump and his supporters about the kneeling now. Like, everybody's finally starting to understand, like, fucking a whole decade too late and shit. But if you saying no thanks to that nigga, you saying no thanks to the to the, to the serviceman that to the to the military guy that Kaepernick originally sat down with who told him to kneel. So you're basically saying no oh, thank and you to the military. I think that because that is I just need a lot of people. Um usually those you know, that hold, are hold, less hold on, hold on. So I feel like it's about to be a long conversation. Okay. So let's take a break and we're gonna come back to this. And we're back. Okay. So I feel like a lot of people. It's okay, wait, wait. Let's 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 bring the listeners back to what we what we going in on. Well, it's gonna come together. So we're talking about um, kneeling. The kneeling that happened yeah. with the lions and well, it's been happening in it's sports. Been ha- it ha- It started with Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And if you've um, been living under a rock. Not like that. Okay, so that that's my point, and that's what I want to get into because we actually talked about this um, with a different artist, and I'll lead into that. Um, but with Kaepernick, like he, Colin made it really clear what he was doing, why he was doing it, why mm-hmm. it was important to him. Mm-hmm. I so like respect him for that. However. Yo. There are so many people that were not listening and chose to live under a rock and chose to not be be educated that I hear all the time down my timeline from my less melanated friends that, you know, he's being so disrespectful to the military. Oh, yeah, but I've heard I that too. I have never heard anybody and... You know, my family is heavy former military. Mm-hmm. Like most of the men in my family are former. I've and I've never heard anyone say that they feel disrespected by what's done. You know what why? I have heard come from servicemen is that this is the reason that we joined. This is the reason that we fought for this country so that you Freedom could have speech. the right yeah. to kneel. But you know what? This, the mil- the, 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 the military uh, person telling him to kneel, so I don't know if he met with Army, Marines, I don't know which one he met with, but in the military, when a comrade falls, that is what you do. You kneel. You kneel. And when 
something happens in the country, what do we do? We don't nail the flag, but we put the flag half staff. So Which they have been since COVID started in the so state of Illinois. That's what I'm saying. Like, for and I've never heard any military service person say they felt disrespected. And for you to for those that don't know, I'm military myself. I'm prior service army, and so I know the deal with the nailing. So, and the, yeah, the people on my timeline that had a problem with it, unfortunately, like you said, was my less melanated less melanin but i've had some less melanin friends also that agreed also yeah i have some less melanated friends that agree also but like the only ones that disagree are my less melanated yeah yeah but i i mean i just and and it it kills me because the one person that i thought should have had his back was the commissioner of the nfl and he did nothing to help Kaepernick, Kaepernick out at the time, you know. But now, years later, you want to come out and be like, right. we got it all wrong. We should have had his back. Well, if you sh- if, if you understand now, why this man still ain't got no job? Well, I understand he, he, he had a tryout, whatever. But come on now, like all these fucked up bad quarterbacks in the NFL and this man can't get another tryout or like... I don't know. The I, I'm fact just... that he that his career suffered at all because hey, suffer is like an understatement. Yes, it is. But the the fact that his career was impacted at all is just beyond me because he like we're allowed to feel and think and react like. And the fact that you don't understand because something like this is mm-hmm. never going to happen to you or anybody, exactly. you know, anybody in your family. So you choose. That's why I say it's a choice to live under a rock in this situation. It's a choice, yeah, it's a choice to be blind. Exactly. Because if you lived in 2020 and I, I'm going to be honest with you because at the time that um george floyd was murdered because i can't even just say like he died or he passed away i was already extremely depressed because i had just lost my brother so i have never sat there and watched the eight minutes and 46 seconds because i I knew that i I could not i could not at that point in my life not do it but that does not mean that I was less reactive than those that did, that Mm -hmm. I wasn't as upset as those that did. Mm -hmm. So it's like at this point in time, like we have so many names that we could say in this year, in the past five years, in the past decade, in my lifetime that we could say but there's just not enough time. But mm-hmm. you can't sit and know Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. Like you can't 
Mike Brown. Like we could go on and on and on and on and on every day this year and still wouldn't have enough time to get all these names out. You can't see all of this happening and not feel like a change needs to be made, like something needs to happen. And if you don't have that feeling, and I really don't even care what color you are, because I have white friends that realize that no, something like this may not happen to my brother, my husband, my whoever, but the fact that you have to live this way and you have to worry about your family upsets them. If it doesn't upset you, it's a choice. So that's why I said with the whole, you know, normally I don't care about your political views. If I voted for Clinton and you voted for Bush, then, oh, well, let's go have a cocktail after election day, whatever is fine. But with this one, Nah, Pimpin, if you look me in your eye, in my eye, and said that you voted for Trump, then we we got a problem. Because he told the good old boys to stand by. So, I felt everything you just said. But get back on topic a little bit. So, the thing with the, with the kneeling and Kaepernick, like, losing his job, his livelihood... It bothers me because we all know a person who has been accused of rape, who at this point is probably money laundering, uh, is a complete racist, uh, who's dividing a nation. When I say we all know this person, we all know this person as Trump. Mm-hmm. So for him to go through all these things, and this was after he got elected. After. After. You went through all this shit. Rape allegations. Uh, I don't know if it's being classified as money laundering, but in my mind, that's what it is. You're only paying $750 in taxes. Uh, tax fraud. Tax, tax fraud. Yeah, tax evasion. So... But all this shit happened after you got elected to the job. Kaepernick, the only, the only thing, the only vote well, in, in certain people's eyes, the only bad thing this man has done was nil during the anthem. He ain't been accused of raping no women. He ain't been accused of beating no women. He ain't been accused of harming no kids. No, none of that. All he did was nil. And this man lost his livelihood. Mm-hmm. But yet we have a man that's in the most powerful seat in the country being accused of all this shit and he did not get impeached not one motherfucking time. Well how sway once but yeah how how the fuck does that happen? How can people really sit here and say racist don't racism don't exist but yet that happens. I mean said grab people by the pussy and still gotta said look. grab I people by understand. the pussy I don't I don't understand um, In the but, middle of a Me Too movement, you said grabbing by the pussy. Well, before the okay, well. <laughs> but still. Uh, but so what I was going to lead into with Kaepernick and the fact that he vocalized like what he was doing and explained what he was doing and not just had us trying to figure out why is this man kneeling every time they play the national anthem. Um, 
it leads us into the conversation we had about the weekend. The weekend has, you know, an album out, and apparently the the nature and subject matter of the album is to deal with um, drunk driving, which is very commendable. Um, mm-hmm. This entire 2020, every award show that he has been able to attend, um, any public appearance, appearance, any red carpet event, he just started uh, off with like a black eye. It's evolved into black eyes, bandages, and things of that nature, but with no explanation. So... I have my children walking in, you know, feeling sorry for him, want to send them cards and stuff, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's wrong with this man. And it's like, you you kind of miss your mark if you don't explain what you're doing. I mean, it's true, because I had to Google the bandages. And, like, And maybe that's his point, because the first time he did it when he you know, had his black eye and all this other stuff, that's what I did too. I Googled it like, was this man in an accident? Did I miss something in the news? And like, I could at that point, and this was early on in the year, uh, I couldn't find anything and like somebody had to explain that this is what his album is about because like, I don't, like I'm not a I need to get the weekend's album type fan. Like I like his music. Oh, yeah. I like the things that he's done, but I I've never listened to an entire weekend album. I've I never have. gone to to look for it. So I, I, I me personally, I love it. I mean, I've heard I mean, people I'm say not, it's nothing bad about it. It's just that I I just never have. And so it's like if you only want your fans to understand what you're doing. That's kind of missing the mark too. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it was it wasn't a well planned out uh public statement. He should have put out the statement first and then did what he did. Cause I mean, like I said, it's it's a commendable you know, statement to put out. There's a lot yes. of drunk driving yes. that just happens and every it's single day. That it stops. Yes, and uh, he should have. Yeah, he's. I mean, I'm a. I'm a huge weekend fan. Like, I love his music. Like, his music just it speaks to me. And uh, yeah, when when my when my best friend, my brother Court died, the weekend music was the only music I really listened to for a while. Cause I just felt like it just it spoke to me, so I'm definitely a, a huge Weekend fan, and I understand his music. A lot of people don't. I've heard people say only people that listen to Weekend's music is people on drugs. Well, I don't do drugs, so and I still enjoy his music. And you're a fan, and yet you still had to Google. Yeah, I, I still had. To, I mean, like I said, it was it wasn't really whoever his public publicist is. Should have, yeah, should have did a better job. Like, you definitely didn't earn your check that day. Because, yeah, the bandages were just weird. Like, that's why I was even looking like, the fuck is, like, what? Yeah. So, because I thought maybe something did happen to him. I thought, I, I was like, right, Aaliyah, like, like, I was ready to yeah, send was... this nigga a get well card. <laughs> yeah, because I, I want to say, like, it was, like, maybe the MTV, or something that MTV did. 
And that's the first time that I saw him. And like I said, at that point, he didn't have the gauze and the bandages and things like that. It was just like his face was very bruised. And I'm like, okay. But you know what? Now that I think about it. Okay, so check this. Now that I think about it, maybe this was the plan the whole time for you to Google him. But that's my so that's what I'm saying. Like maybe that was the plan, but like I said, when he first started it, and it wasn't the cause, it wasn't as extreme as it was most recently on the Billboard Awards. I googled it and it, I got nothing, like nothing. Like I don't know. Like I think I could even think about find it. another picture of him like this. So it was it, like I I got nothing. So. If it was to Google, then he definitely missed the mark back then because there was nothing to find out at that point. I mean, it is now, though. Yeah, it is now, but it's like he's been doing this all 2020. And I mean, we in nothing so quarter. far has made sense in 2020. So he's just adding to 2020 to the theme of 2020. Like nothing makes sense. No. Okay. So, you know, um, we have been watching the Braxtons and Trina, they're at the point where Trina Braxton got married. Um, the last episode that you saw, uh, Trina was walking out and her sisters had decided to carry her veil and um, Tracy fell and then they cut off the clips of um, Tamar and Tawanda saying that her and her husband had to go. Well, um, her father started to sing to her, which, you know, everybody was talking about. That's not where they got their musical talent from. And so he started to sing Unforgettable, uh, which was originally by uh, Nat King Cole, but is more known as the duet that Natalie Cole did with him and images of him. So Tracy was already up there. And so she decided to help him because he was getting the words wrong. And the sisters were laughing at him because they know they did a can't sing. This is a funny moment. They thought it was cute. It was great. So Tracy comes back to her table and her son's girlfriend I just want to highlight her son's girlfriend told her that her sisters were laughing at her when she was singing. So instead of handling it like an adult and asking them were they laughing, like she went in, was calling her sisters all kinds of names. Her um, stepmother even had to tell her like they weren't laughing at you, they was laughing at your daddy. Um, Tawanda sat down at the table, tries to calm her down and say, because she's like, what's going on? And she was like, y'all was laughing at me. She's going off, cussing uh, the whole night. And Tawanda's like, we weren't laughing. So she stepped away to get away from her sisters. Tamar just so happened to want to get her shoes. So her and Tamar started going at it, which trails back to Tamar's little uh, reality show where her then boyfriend was talking about Tracy getting physical with her. That mother went back there because everybody can hear the commotion at this point. And you could hear Tracy saying, you never loved me anyway. So 
of course this was months ago this was before covid even became a thing and but you know all of this drags back up as they're watching it so um her son went on social media to defend his girlfriend because everybody was coming for her life first of all tracy's the main one talking about uh people's boyfriends and stuff being all up in sister's business and here this little little girl comes in involving herself in some business that wasn't hers and so her son tried to defend his girlfriend and he posted some dms that um tamar sent him basically telling him to respect his elders and um tawanda let all the tea out and said that tracy was trying to hit their mama like that's why her and tamar got into it that's why it was all this commotion because they were trying to stop her from hitting her mother that was a lot yeah i honestly i ain't got nothing to say about that like i I can't stand that that show and that drama. It's well, just a you bunch know, of drama. I usually like. Well, I could. I can't recently because I. I usually say, you know, I understand. There's a lot of hurt there, whatever, for Tracy, uh, with her sisters and just the way the things happen. Where you know they started off as a group, but they only wanted Tony, and then they became a group, and she got pregnant and she got left behind. So I get that you're hurt, but. I was like, that's longer than the Jeezy and uh, Gucci beef. You still mad? I mean, they sisters, so it's it's always going to be there. But your mama? You was going to come for your mama? Hey. I know all about that. Want to come for your mama? Hey. My mother's daughter done said some respectful, disrespectful shit before. And if I was in her presence... I probably would have put the hands on her, but I, I don't know what it is with daughters and, and mothers. Like, well, okay, so I can tell you what it is. In our culture, when it comes to, and I can't say that this is the situation, you know, for your mother, but I just know that what I hear for a lot of um, black families, black daughters, is that black mothers baby their sons and they are extremely hard on their daughters. I can't say that that's the Braxton situation though because it's only one boy mm. and nobody has any issues with him. So, but I I just know culturally that tends to be the, the issue. Like that's what I see on my timeline. That's what I've experienced. Like they they baby their sons and they go hard on their daughters. You know why he ain't in no drama? Cause he stayed the fuck out the way. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, he he's the first one to say that the sisters are into it. The sisters are whatever. The sisters there's like. Yeah, everybody has nothing but good things to say about him and Tony, but the every everything in between him and Tony. Yeah. Like they can't seem to to get it together. 
Yeah, I definitely don't have much on that situation. Like, you know how I feel about that show. I just, I mean, I watch it with you, but I just feel like it's just, it's, y'all blow all that shit out of proportion. And why I put all that shit on camera? That's that's my thing. Like, fuck out of here with that shit. Well, that's the thing. Like, the no one wanted to do the show except for Tamar. She's the one that got them all to do it, and that was back of when she course, was with Vince. She 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 lives for the like. That's I, the I, thing. I, like, I, no, I just I don't Tamar, like Tamar, man. She, yes, you don't she like just Tamar, lives for but the as drama. a Tamar fan, what we see on TV is not what. I knew before there was a reality show. And I honestly don't even feel like it was her idea totally to do the reality show. I feel like that was all Vince. Vince was the puppet master for a lot of things. Well, I mean, he ain't around no more. Y'all still doing it? She's not, though. She did, but she has her own, do she not? She quit. That's why she tries to commit suicide. She quit she's she's no longer with WeTV. she's not doing anything connected with them she's not for doing now. her own show she's not doing another season of the braxton's for now she until that money get low quit I, um, that's the thing like the fact that she left vince alone tells you that the money ain't it for her yeah, it like, might not be it for her because she has it but when that shit start to dry low I mean, I, I I definitely feel like her leaving Vince, you know, messed up a couple of bags because I'm pretty sure all them bags was Vince's idea. So, right, but no, I don't feel like it messed up any bags. I feel like if she put the effort in, that she could get those bags back and more because I honestly feel like he's the reason that she was let go from the real because he I mean, was the only husband that had producer credits. He was the only husband, like, trying to be a part of the ladies at the table situation. And I feel like he said something that got her released and not anything that she was doing, not any, like, anything like that. Because they didn't have an issue with Tamar. I feel like behind the scenes, production, executive producers, the higher... The higher ups, I felt like they had a problem with Vince. I mean, yeah, but I mean, she has been without Vince for a while, and she is still yet proved she is still proving that she's difficult to work with. As we seen on her own show, not just the stuff with the Braxtons, but her own show. On her own show, she wasn't the problem. It was her boyfriend. I feel like it's the. I mean, at times it was her too. Like you was difficult too. Like you, you, you was not standing up to this dude the way you should have been standing up to him. If you really was about this dream work shit, then you should have told that dude like, "Look, nigga, back down. This my shit. This my show. You sit over there and be my husband." And let me do what I'm gonna do. She she didn't do that. Like and when no. times so, when she should have so did that. You go ahead and tell me how that sits with you. If I said that to you, go sit go sit your ass down, Chase. First of all, I'm not gonna be all up in your shit though. Like if you Tamar and I'm him, I'm a play. I'm gonna play my role. Like this show, show this would. I mean, whatever. Like well, I'm just gonna I, be the the boyfriend, the husband, whatever I'm that's supposed to be. Thing too, like I feel like. And for a nigga that said he ain't care about the cameras, exactly. you was he, always in the fucking exactly. cameras. He presented himself in a way 
that this isn't the life for me. This isn't the life that I want. I create. And she ain't check that shit. That's all I'm saying. She ain't check it, yo. And I even told you that sometimes during the show, like when we was watching, I'm like, yo, why she ain't checking this nigga if this really what she want to do? Because I ain't believe in the DreamWorks shit, but check this dude. I, but I explained this to you. Like, she has a history of being with men that control her. Then she's that's been, on her. She's stupid then. Uh, she's been in abusive relationships. She was in a control. Like, Vince controls everything. Like, she didn't pick her own producer. She didn't pick, like, on the music side. Like, he controls everything. He made Yeah, all you the- get with another nigga that control everything. You know what they pattern. say that the definition of insanity is? Doing the same shit and expecting to change. It's a pattern. And sometimes, sometimes you don't realize that you have a type or a pattern until hell is too late. Like I now, don't I don't feel like she could deny it. Like, because things have gone crazy left with them, especially since she um, attempted to commit suicide. Like, he put out a preventative domestic violence order like i didn't even know that that was possible that you could put out a i'm thinking about hitting her so go ahead and put this in place so i'll put my i didn't know that that was a thing that you could do so and you know why because ain't nobody never did it it took a nigga being with tamar for the world to figure out that was a thing that's what i'm saying yo like i'm just not a tamar fan man i just i I don't care for her. her i just feel like she just she just she she is like drama just follows her everywhere she goes, yo. Like, you're not Tony. You want to be Tony, but you're not Tony. And since you're not Tony, you want to act out and try to get the attention Tony gets. Tony don't even try to get that attention. Tony just be Tony try to be out of the the, the camera. Tony is low key, but Very her true. Tamar just wants to be in every fucking camera, yo. But. About to take a quick break. We'll be back with y'all after a moment. And welcome back to the Gobble Gobble edition of Uncensored Life with the Saunders. So, Power Book 2 is coming back in a couple of weeks. Thank God, man. I need some power in my life. Shit. (laughs) So... What do you think is going to... So when we left off, um, Tariq had basically started making money moves for um, Monet. Mm -hmm. And it seems like... It seems like for Monet, Tariq is the perfect blend of her sons. Like... He can be muscle if he needs to be muscle. Like, Uh, I I feel like that's the vibe she's getting. I'm not saying that I agree with these vibes that she's getting, but I feel like he's also the brains of her other son as well. So I feel like, okay, so no, he's not not so much the muscle as her son. I, I get what you're saying. He is the perfect blend. She, he, she has the son, the gay one who uh, don't quite want to be violent, but he's smart as shit. Exactly. Then you have the uh, Bobby Brown nigga, who's not the smartest, but, and I think this is what you're trying to say, not so much his muscle, but his street smart. Yeah. So, yeah, 
Tyreek is the, the perfect blend of right. the two. That's, I'm, I'm not saying he's book and street smart. Exactly. I think that's what Monet likes about him, right? And that's why she knows he's a bigger threat than y'all all think he is. Yeah, like she sees it. So, yeah, I don't feel like he's as gangster as Woody McClain character or as Bobby Brown as you call him. But I feel like he does have the street smarts because it's like every time that he tries to approach him because Monet has sent him to talk to Tariq, he already two steps ahead. And he already knows. Yeah. And then when it comes to like the brain side of it, it's like he came up with this app. He's got this system. He's moving way quick and fast like they've never seen before. So I feel like there's going to be some conflict between him it and his character because it's going to be some conflict between Tariq and all of them. Yes, needless to say, but I think the first level will be between him and Woody's character because he already feels overlooked. He already feels mm-hmm. like he could be the brains. Like she, he doesn't know why Monet leans on his brother as much as. She, she does when he's in his mind ready to do everything that she needs him to do besides pistol with somebody and you know rough them up or whatever he feels like he can handle it all and she's not giving him the opportunity because he is a high head i think what's going to happen is to re-character and bobby brown is going to get into it because i feel like Monet's going to send him the 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 test Tariq out again, and Constantly. instead of Tariq being his usual slick self and turning the the books on him, I think Bobby Brown is going to figure out that. Wait, hold on, nigga. Why it seem like you're trying to pit me against my my, my family? And I think that's where the conflict going to come. Like at some point, Tariq's slick talking is going to catch up to him. Like Absolutely. that's the thing. The the nigga is too smart for his own good. And when the nigga thinks he's too smart and don't think his shit stink, that's when shit hit the fan. And that's what's going to happen to Tariq's character. He going to get way in over his head like he already is. And the shit's going to catch up to him. Because I mean, how far can you get by on just being a slick motherfucker like at some point you get caught i mean well uh, and at what sack, that uh what yeah, prices you will pretty to, far because right. i mean he's his father's son you don't got your sister killed because of the slick shit you was doing that your father and your mother told you to you know stay from stay away from you don't got your sister killed over that shit. then you get so far deep into the game that now your father is telling you like look you just need to turn yourself in and instead of you just being like well you know what now nah, i ain't fuck with my father no more you decide you just gonna kill him so now you don't got your father killed which got your mother put in jail because she's getting pinned for that so nigga at this point you have no more people to sacrifice you have no more pawns to sacrifice on your chessboard so Eventually, they 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 going to get that queen. Yeah. So, I don't know, but I, I I love I love everything about Power. The storytelling is great. The characters Absolutely. is great. I've been addicted to Power since the very first episode, 
and I don't know. Yeah, I just brought me along for the power ride. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, because she, she's an Amari. Empire fan. I'm a power. No, fan. it wasn't even that. That's what it seemed like. No, it wasn't even that because that's the thing. At you first. know, because no, because you're the one that d- does that. I feel like there's room for both because I feel like they give you different things, especially since power is on a cable where you can do a lot more than you can on network television. Power, to my recollection, came first. And the reason that I was not interested in anything power related was I don't like 50 Cent and I wasn't an Amari Hardrick fan. So it was like, oh, 50 doing something with him? I want to see that. You know what? And since you don't mention that, you know what? I think a reason why I never took a liking to Empire, even though I did like, you know, some of the music that was coming off of it, but the reason why I never really t- took a good liking to Empire, which so may seem every week and wouldn't let me watch it by myself, but okay. Which may seem kind of like petty, like it might be Gucci me and petty, but <laughs> the reason why I didn't take a liking to uh Empire too much is because the show was filmed in Chicago, but it was based in it was based on New York. So that's the shit I ain't like about it. Don't come to our neighborhood and film some shit, but they you want that setting to take place. Yeah, but still, Empire was just getting too much attention, and I ain't like that, yo. Like, nah, can Chicago get some love, yo? Like, we can we get do. some love? I mean, yeah, but not like not not Empire love. I mean, well, I'm I've pretty sure Empire read... got gets way more ratings, way more viewings than Chicago PD, Chicago Man, Fire, so, and Chicago yeah, Mad I've never put together. Any of them. And my cousin has done. My cousins have done extra work on those shows. And that's I've what I'm saying. I've never even seen. I've never played. even heard an episode of Chicago Mad. I Chicago PD, I've seen uh, clippings. Yeah, Chicago Fire, I've seen clippings. Actresses that I'm familiar with that I know and I love from like One Tree Hill and um, As the World Turns. So like, there are people on there that, and like I said, my own family members. Uh, there are people on there that I want to see. It's just, it's just like they just came out when I'm already watching Criminal Minds. I was already watching Grey's Anatomy, so it's like. Do I want another no. medical show? Do I want another? No, remember you said it started with me. What you said you I'm mean? like this. Nah, it's room for both, though. No, it is. <laughs> no, see, now you're comparing apples to oranges. No, there no is... I'm not. No, because power is about a drug dealer that was trying to redeem himself and live the right way. Power was about a musical family like that's not the you same. mean empire was about a yes you, empire was about a musical family so those were not the same i'm comparing a medical show to a medical show these were no, not but like you said it was same. room for both though that's that's what you just you just told the people it's me who do this like it's not room for both and here you so go saying comment on our facebook page and tell us who's right because I there is room for empire and power because their storylines are not the same. There's nothing similar. And there is about room them. for criminal minds in Chicago PD. 
it was first of all i felt like there were a lot of cop shows there's always going to be a lot of cop shows that's why i feel like i have room for them now because criminal minds is canceled now so maybe i can get involved with them but like I'm just saying the market was saturated and it was like, so do I start something new? Do I try to find time in my busy schedule for something new or do I keep watching what I already know and love? Like, that's what I'm saying. But that's not the same thing. That's with how Empire. I felt about Empire. No, because no, first of all, no, because first of all, first of all Empire don't show no titties. Me. Exactly, because so, they're on network television. So do I really want to? you shouldn't just be sitting <laughs> up here wanting to look at random titties, okay? So anyway, um, I I didn't like 50 Cent and I ain't like Omari. I love Omari now because I know like his backstory and because you forced me to watch Power and I fell in love with it, which made me get to know him. Um, but yeah, like when they first came out, there was nothing for me to to want to watch about it. Like I don't like Fifty Cent. I don't like his energy. I really don't like him now. Like you can sit up there, and it's so easy for you to talk about any black woman, but any other like as soon as a white woman tells you that you're wrong for voting for Trump, then all of a sudden you know you want to change your view. So. No, I don't like 50 Cent. I don't have any type of respect for him. So I didn't want to respect anything that he did. However, he makes good television because I like For Life also. Yeah, that's my shit too. Yeah, so I mean, he makes good television. But other than that, like, I, I like dude. And that's how I feel about it. Yeah. And unfortunately, I took it out on the TV show. Well, I mean, I, 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 I love power. Like like I said, I'm a power fanatic. When there's no power on, life just seems slow. Oh my god! And I'm glad they got other spinoffs happening. I I can't get with the Tate one though. I, I ain't looking forward to that one. Even though I was, I was wrong about the 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 Tariq one, it's a Tariq storyline. I just thought that was gonna be stupid. Tariq yeah, I, with no ghosts. I'm like, come on, hell no. Yeah, I. I was so against it because I'm still so pissed off at Tariq for killing ghosts. Like, I want him to be somewhere, like, icing his wound, faking his death, and come back like Kanan. Um, But I'm enjoying this one. And I I know I'm going to enjoy Tommy's, but Uh, definitely. I I don't Wait, so what's the other one besides Tate one? The other one is, like, the prequel. So it's supposed to show how, yeah, Tommy and Ghost became who they were. Oh, that that might be dope, then. And so, just the... So, the hitmaker conversation sparked another conversation um, on Fox Soul. You know, Claudia Jordan... Has a um, what is it called? I think it's like champagne with the ladies. Is but basically, it's Claudia Jordan, Selena, Chicago's very own Selena Johnson, Chicago's very own Lisa Ray, and Vivica A. Fox, and it's kind of set up like um the real, but it is on um like I mentioned Fox Soul. And so they were having, I think it's called Cocktails and Queens. 
I don't know. It's something like that. But they, yeah, it's Cocktails with Queens. And they were having a conversation about the, the Hitman Notori situation. And Lisa Ray basically said that I heard Halle Berry don't know what she's doing in the bed. Yeah, that's why she, yeah, I read that. And that's why she can't keep no men. No, she said she can't keep no men because, uh, what'd she say? Her pussy whack or some shit like that. Her pussy she dry. That, she said that's what she heard. Is what she said. Oh, that's what she show. heard. Oh, yeah, that's what she, she said. That's what she heard because apparently this is a long-standing rumor that uh, Halle don't know what she's doing, and I guess Halle Berry got wind of it, so she tweeted Lisa Ray and said, "Ask my man Fan Hunt. He'll tell y'all." Which y'all need to know. What? Man number 1,239? Look. And she act like she got some some big time sought after men. Like she she with uh with uh Idris Elba some shit. Well, I mean, he her man. So to her, he he's but somebody. if he if he a regular uh, uh Joe Smo, then nobody get, so who ben is he? Hunt is a singer, songwriter. What the hell he sing? Never heard no Van Hunt. He's a fifty year old Grammy Award winning neo soul funk rock singer. Oh hell no! The, them type of people they always in tune with nature and the world, so that don't count because he gonna find the good in Holly. Period. That don't count. How, uh, okay, so first of all, the how does that not count? Because Eric Ben, if she was married to Eric Benet, ain't he the same vibe? Yeah, did he not cheat on her a thousand times? He had a sex addiction that apparently cleared up because he's married now. Yeah, that Holly couldn't quince. She couldn't quit so satisfy his sex addiction because, like Lisa Ray said, she heard the kitty cat was whack. <laughs> so, I mean, don't get me wrong. See, and this just goes back to, you know, the old saying. Go ahead, find it. Like, what's, what's the old saying? Just because it glitters, it ain't gold, some shit like that. Is that yes. the saying I'm saying? Okay. Yes. Or the grass isn't always green on the side. Like, yeah, Holly Berry Those looks two different ones. Holly, Holly Berry looks amazing. She's one of the most like beautiful women in the world. She has a great body, even for her age. But all that don't mean shit because your kitty cat. What well, sounds hit. like you agree with Lisa Ray because the other ladies were somehow in this conversation. Tony Braxton came up and they was like basically saying that no one could ever say that about Tony Braxton because of her love songs. And Lisa Ray was like, uh, just because she could sing about it don't mean that she's good either. So, I mean. True, but she's she's like her and Birdman are still together. So she don't I have mean, a long track record. I mean, that. Birdman probably have been with millions of chicks just because he Birdman. And the fact that he's still with Tony after all her family drama, that kitty cat gotta be meowing. She gotta be doing something right. So since this is the gobble gobble edition. Gobble gobble. 
T.I. and Little Wayne were giving back this Thanksgiving. They gave out um, turkeys for the Thanksgiving holiday in their perspective towns. We're used to T.I. doing stuff like that, but it's kind right. of... Shocking to see Wayne do some shit like that. Yeah, Snoop Dogg I still don't like involved. him, <laughs> He's still whack as fuck voting for Trump. So, I don't give a fuck how many turkeys you give out. Nigga, you still lame as shit. I mean... You supposed to be dropping uh, No Ceilings 3 tonight, I think. I'm not sure. I didn't fully read it, but I think No Ceilings 3, which I'm pretty sure his fans are foaming at the mouth waiting for. But you don't give a fuck how many turkeys you give out. You still at. Like, that does not overshadow... The fact that you backed and supported a nigga who don't give a fuck about you. Only reason why he do give a fuck about you is because you was riding with him. Because if you wasn't riding with him, like, he had him good old boys on standby. Exactly. Have you? Now that you done lost and your ass about to be out of that White House, have you heard from him? That's a good point. That is a good point. So... Guys, we would like to thank you for listening to the Gabu Gabu edition of Uncensored Life with the Saunders. And since it is only Thursday, we will have another new episode by Sunday close of business. You heard it from the man's lips because, you know, he's so booked. He ain't got time. So we all, you know, hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. We hope, you know, we can give you something to listen to Did while you, you sit back. You won't tell the people about your Thanksgiving? I would, but the bathroom is calling my name. So, <laughs> you know, I had a very great Thanksgiving, you know, so thankful for the chef. Uh, she did her thing. Uh, she always does a thing, but this, you know, Thanksgiving, she definitely did a thing. And uh, she did her thing so well that the bathroom's calling me. So, uh, again, you know, we hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. We hope we can give you something to sit back and listen to while you, you know, let your food process in between plates. And, you know, stay so that means safe. You for plate number two. I'm not sure. And stay COVID free, guys. Thank you.